world. Hello, YouTube. Hello, wherever you're listening to this. This is Happy Shelf Podcast, episode three, and we got a good show for you today. Today, we got Nintendo filing a trademark for the Nintendo 64. Nintendo starting to sell Nintendo Switch consoles alone in Japan. PlayStation CEO saying that the PS4 is entering the end of its life cycle. And Sony considering a PlayStation Classic. All this and more coming right up. Without further ado, I'm Leo. I'm Nick. Oh, I'm Isaac. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy Cheetos. Yeah. And it's Sam here. So how, are you, how was your guys' week? I mean, Sam has the fucking story of the day right now. Yeah. He, he, I mean, he caught us all. He is fat missing out today. I guess you could say I went to the Goodwill and I bought $140 worth of video games for $10. So Not even I guess. You could just say he did. I did because <laughs> I price charted him while I was in the store. I mean, that's what I always kind of do, to be honest. <laughs> no, no, on the real, Sam's hooking it up, though. He said, he said he'd, he'd hook a couple of us up. Yeah, I'm probably going to put that in the next episode, so stay tuned for that if you guys watch our uh, regular content. If you don't, then maybe you want to check out the video. Try checking it out. Yeah. Give us some views or something. We'll put a link somewhere. If you want to find it, you'll probably find it somehow. Go um, find it, though. Okay, so... How about the rest of you guys? How do you guys do? Um, I just played Mario Tennis, um, the new Mario Tennis game, the demo. Mario Tennis Ultra. What is it called? <laughs> I don't know. Mario Tennis Tennis It's pretty good. Um, I didn't play the Wii U version. And I heard that one was really dull, but so far I played, um, it has a really um, immersive tutorial. I know Grant, uh, most people don't like tutorials, but it was pretty good. It, um, is it the same game? What do you mean? Is it the same Mario Tennis game? It's Mario Tennis, but they added a little bit of um, variety, Variety, I guess. Yeah, it's more, it's it's very arcade-like rather than a simulation. It's pretty fun. For, I mean, based on what I played, I played like 15 minutes of it, but yeah. I mean, all tennis games are the same. That's yeah. true. Because they all have the same... Tennis has the same rules. Except this one, you got, you know, the Mario Kart power-ups. Yeah, it's, it's going to have um, a story mode like the GameCube version, which is pretty cool. I, I thought that that company, was it, Camelot? Mm-hmm. They make some cool stuff on the Game Boy Advance. They're, yeah. they're weird. They're like... They make those Mario games, but they kind of throw RPG elements into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So... They've they've been known to make... Um, they've made, I believe, most of the Mario Tennis games, even the Wii U one. But I feel like with the Wii U one, it was kind of like... Nintendo gave up at that point with the Wii U, so they're just like sports mix. Just no, it was just uh, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash. Not bad too. Oh, I've mm. never played that one. But best best Mario sports games. I'm calling it now. Mario Hoops three on three. Mario Fight Hoops me. Three on three. Um, best, 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 best Mario Strikers. Strikers. Mario Strikers. Strikers. Nah. Mario Strikers, Strikers is one. Dope. Strikers can go to hell, dude. Strikers 2 was the best. Yo, they should make the Strikers first. Had, had a crossover with Square Enix. What about NBA Hoops? Does that count? NBA. I was going to say NBA Street, NBA Street, Street V2. V2. NBA Street V2. No, Street V2 on GameCube. V3. I mean, if you're saying B2, sports, no? are you counting B2 motor sports at that point? You might as well say Mario Kart. V3? Yeah, that's true. True. What about Mario Kart 8? Mario Kart 8. I think Mario Kart's in the league of its own. Racing is a sport, isn't it? It's yeah, car, motorsport. Right? I, but you know, it's is like running a sport. These games, these games, they got, they got, they gotta like make their way. They, they, they dream to be Mario Kart, but they never. That's do. that's a really good point because yeah. Mario Kart's like yeah. the most successful one out of all of these that we mentioned. It, except it, I, I like all of them except the first one. To be honest, that one's hard. No, oh, Super Mario Kart. Yeah, it, I think for the time it was probably. I, I mean, looking back on it now. I could see where people, like, really fell in love with it, but it is, like, very hard, and it doesn't have the rubber band effect, so you really have to be, like, really skilled at the game, and 
I think know, like better versions, I the think. depth perception. If, I mean, video game depth perception is hard because mm-hmm. it's just like the screen, you know. But the depth perception on that game is horrible Almost because horrible. there's no on the Super Nintendo one because there's no shading on like the farther mm. it looks. So it just looks like it looks like a flat plane. Yeah. yeah. Now for us dumb guys, Sam, explain uh, depth perception. Just so. It's death perception. It's like if you see things closer, <laughs> things, something that's farther far, away yeah. is going to look a lot smaller than it actually is in real life. Okay. But it's also going to be like more blurrier and stuff. Totally asking for, for those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like even though the game obviously is kind of like rough on the edges a little bit today, it was pretty impressive for the day just because it was running like on super on 60-bit hardware. Yeah. I think it holds up when you compare it to Grand, Super Mario Grand Prix, the Game Boy Advance one. Yeah. Uh, Super Circuit? Super there you go, Super yeah. Circuit. Because I feel like that one tried to be too much, and the Dolls graphics are too just bad. look muddy and bad. Here's yeah. the thing about Mario Kart Super Circuit. It's oh, GBA Fanatic over here. No, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> it's portable. Um, <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> I own it. Yeah. It's a kart racer on the Game Boy Advance, and it was a first-party one, obviously, done by Nintendo, but I think that Crazy Racers by Konami is actually far better. I've let Nick play, and it mm-hmm. plays a lot more like a traditional Mario Kart game yeah. than Mario Kart Super Circuit itself does. Mario Kart Super Circuit on the um, GBA... Um, I never played it when it initially came out, but so hard. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. pretty hard. It's not a bad game. They're no. all great. It's just I, f- I, I I'm just picky about the Game Boy Advance. I, um, I like the '64 one. Like, that one's probably my favorite. My my personal favorite is Double Dash, just because of Ooh, the. I'm gonna go Double Dash as well. Dash. I'm gonna I go Mario Kart Eight. Mario Kart Eight and Mario Kart Eight. Deluxe the boys are, are all Dash. wrong. The DS uh, one is 64. really good too. The DS one's <laughs> no, amazing. No, no, the DS one is amazing. I never yeah, played. I never yeah, played the one. DS one. Oh, I love that I heard one. Good things, first one, first game, right? If I'm not wrong, to have online mm-hmm. on the DS. First Nintendo game to ever have multiplayer. I online. think that might have been like the best selling uh, DS game. DS game. I, I got it with my DS. Um, me and my brother got the same DS for Christmas one year, and uh, they came with copies of Mario Kart. I remember uh, we'd go on field, field trips. Oh, dude! And everyone would bring their their DS with their Mario Kart, and then we'd all squad up. And oh, because you could use one cartridge. Right? Yeah, yeah. Every, you could be shy guy if you didn't have the cartridge. Yeah, but that that was like an incentive because shy guy <laughs> wasn't in the game. So yeah. you're like this secret character. You almost felt like you were playing as an Easter egg. You're like, oh, I want to be shy guy. I would let people borrow my cartridge so I could be shy guy because <laughs> you can't beat him in the game. That's. I never thought about it that way. That's a good point. It was cool. It was, you know, yeah, it, it was cool. like being a turtle. It was Shy Guy. Shy Guy's cool. Yeah, and Shy, yeah, I was going to say, Shy Guy, like, you're stuck with Shy Guy? That's not a bad thing. No, no. it's not. Hey, shout out to uh, RIP Picto Chat, man. Oh, that's how I was going to get that yeah. into that. That was amazing, <laughs> too. Groups of 16, and then everyone spamming dicks. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. People were drawing things. Yeah, people yeah. were drawing things that they probably should. We're in grade school or middle school, middle school, high school. Probably shouldn't have been drawing in that grades, those grades. But I mean, we're kids, so you know, you felt like an artist in Picto Chat when you're uh, when the picture you were drawing spanned more than one little frame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, you wouldn't even be able to see it because people would be spamming so no, hard. Oh yeah, yeah. you know you're what trying I to, to draw something that took two things, but somebody would always interrupt you. Mm-hmm. I was living in 2098, dude. I, I would I would write. All up in the, and then in the, in the, the space. Spots. Yeah, and then I'd erase. So I'd be doing it black background, white outline. Yeah, mm. that's you know what I'm saying? Um, going back to <laughs> what Leo mentioned earlier, what was that game that you... Crazy Racers? Yeah. Crazy, Ra- yeah. Crazy Racers with a K is definitely a <laughs> hidden gem, guys. No, on the, on the real though, it is a very competent uh, racing game on the GBA. I suggest you guys check it out if you haven't already. Mm. But with that in mind... Um, you guys want to get started on some of the topics? But yeah, we didn't hear how Leo or Fruit were this week. 
Um, eh, just kind of an average week. I, I ain't got really any stories to tell, so fruit. Same, just been playing uh, Kingdom Hearts all over again. You, there you go, that's story. You, you, you said you were trying to play through all of them before yeah, the third one comes out, yeah, right? Yeah, well, the thing was, I didn't want to open my limited edition PS4 game, mm. but I had to open it because I wanted oh, to play it. <laughs> 60 say, frames, bro. Breaking the seal. Oh, I was going to say, I wonder, what you know, what you should have done is should've, you should have just rebought the I game was, on eBay. I was going like, to buy... open disc alone, uh-huh. and then just play that. I was gonna, I was gonna buy one. I opened it. But when you wait that long and not have it open, I'd rather just keep it sealed. Sam, I, honestly, I didn't think about saving it. I just mm. when I when I bought but it. The thing is, I'm not gonna resell anything, so might as well just open it. Okay, yeah, it doesn't matter. That honestly, Sam, with what you just said, I have never thought of a use or a purpose or any reason why I would ever buy a disc only game. And now that you said that, I'm like. Well, that's actually an incentive to actually yeah. buy it. You don't need to buy it. You don't need a case for it if you're just going to... Play that, like, yeah. spare copy, basically. Yeah. I actually want to buy a couple disc-onlys of uh, 1 and 2 on the, on the PS3. Oh, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, yeah, just because uh, the on uh, the Square Enix store, they had this this uh, reward system. Oh, the art book case? Yeah. Thing? Got, oh, you got, got a steel book? I got a steel book, oh, and it has yeah. two slots for two discs. But the discs oh, were different okay. on the steel book edition, weren't they? I don't know. I think speaking, they were. Speaking of which, Square Enix now has the FF15 Deluxe version Steelbook up on there for the uh, rewards program. Yeah, I saw that they have a good amount of things. I got like 120 points. So hey. When, when they got something else up, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> like, I got to buy some discs for that shit. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's how my week's been. I've been looking at shit online. I bought Final Fantasy 2 in box, another game off the checklist. I'm looking at copies of Chrono Trigger, but I got to wait till payday. No, that's about it for me. I've been playing Legacy of Goku, Same. two number two. That that one, oh. that one copies that, so much music oh from Final yeah. Fantasy seven VII and eight. It is ridiculous. Who's it developed by? Pro uh, Games or something like that. I think it's some, called Web Feet or something like that. Yeah, Web Feet, oh, okay. Web Foot, Web Foot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's but such a good game. Those developers, they no, they love Final you. Fantasy. <laughs> you can tell because there's a lot of times where you you know you know that music. Um, Balm Garden. They love Balm Garden. Much happens essentially exactly I remember you showed me that and like right from the very first night I was like dude that's Bound Garden as hell and then uh what's that um song in FF7 that kind of sounds like wind chimes it's like you know which one I'm talking about yeah I'm trying to remember the song title I essentially hear that in the game as well ask the viewers ask the viewers yeah sure yeah, the first game is pretty hard at the beginning I died like 20 times it's a retarded game it's super hard <laughs> I remember when I killed Frieza I, I, I oof I felt cool <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a great game though I wish they had more games like that mm. cause I remember Golden Sun on the Game Boy Advance was like similar like that I wish I played those when I was younger dude I I got that game my cousin bought it for he bought it for himself he hated it Flowers Blooming in the Church See, that song fucking plays in the game, and they try to mask it as something else. My bad. <laughs> we got a, a Sam printed us out a, a sheet to follow by. Uh, so it, it has, like, uh, some of our topics and stuff. So well, shout out to Sam, by the way, for being super prepared on us. And, you know, production on here, we're, we're, we're putting more effort into this. But uh, li- literally the first thing it says besides the, the introduction is try not to cuss. Hey, but I made, I made a note to not write... Don't cuss. I just put try not to. Yeah, because we don't <laughs> want to completely go yeah. clean. Just see, cuss I think it's cool because we still want to keep ourselves. I think so, yeah. But I, I, I don't want to unnecessarily do it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. We, we have some deleted videos on our channel where I unnecessarily yeah. did it. 
You know we were I mean? younger, so yeah, like a year younger. Well, it's like <laughs> we're going in guns blazing, down, bro. You know what I mean? We're going guns blazing, like just trying to be like, yeah, we're gonna be like, just shadow the hedgehog. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> like like uh, edgy. You know like what I mean? Sega. Like how the edge. Like, Sega like, does what Nintendo yeah. don't. Literally, the first scene in Shadow the Hedgehog is you just see a hand come up with a gun. And <laughs> <laughs> he locks it with bullets. Yeah. Game Boy's 2016 was a toot era. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm trying to calm down. Uh, it's been working in real life too, because you know you realize we're, we're, a lot of us are getting kind of into our professional careers, s- starting at least to get near the beginning of what would be trying to begin your professional career so I kind of got to cut bad habits while they're early you know yeah I agree so I mean Nick's going to be a teacher I'm going to law school Sam doesn't have to worry about anything because he's just going to be working for every computer company ever so like he can do whatever he wants he's just going to be the the guy credited for making (laughs) the computers run and the applications smooth he's probably going to sneak in a couple curse words into the code if anything there's going to be a file hidden on 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 like some app everyone's using in America and you know how to hack it. It's just going to be like a, a drawing of a butt. No, it's Metal Jesus. It's Metal Jesus, remember? Uh, uh, remember what he told us? Secret story. Uh, when we were staying at uh, Portland, um, oh my God. we actually oh. stayed at the same hotel as quite a few YouTubers. And when we were on our way to the convention for the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, you should go this year if you're listening. Uh, when we were walking out of our room down the hall. Like three doors away from yeah, us. Yeah, we walk out and we just see this door open and this tall giant sasquatch what did we say before before <laughs> oh, Nick, we, we, gotta tell we what we did is we were on our way to the convention and we we huddled up and i was like okay may metal jesus be with us today and then, <laughs> and then literally as we're walking down the hall like three or four doors down he was three literally or four three seconds doors later, down yeah, from us he, a, a door opens yeah. and he comes out of the door i'm like Shout out to three whoa door. it's it's metal jesus Aspen, and he was like whoa Aspen, it's the game boy <laughs> no that's not how it happened we were we were definitely a little starstruck to be honest uh, i, I think i was just more shocked about the situation <laughs> no you know? here's the thing because we pre-gamed for the convention so we were acting a little bit dumber than usual but uh we, we walked up and i was just like oh it's a pleasure to meet you it's just i don't know it's such a pleasure being a fan and he just tells me oh there's a lot of pleasure going on huh? <laughs> it's actually on a video if you can catch it oh yeah i clipped out just that tiny <laughs> part right I yeah you so. have it it's what he's saying it's all the pleasure um, did i yeah I think so yeah okay. if you go back to our channel um us in a hallway huddled around sasquatch is is just uh kind of an awkward moment for him because you can tell like he was just trying to get out of that out. situation as soon as possible I, mean, I don't blame him yeah, but he's, he us. walked out of the room yeah. and was like I hope I don't get stopped and literally as soon as he walks out hey Metal Jesus <laughs> <laughs> pleasure 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 yeah and then what does he say he oh tells, I gotta go to a restaurant right yeah, now sorry like, guys he walks <laughs> the opposite way of the exit <laughs> 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 he was like I gotta go to a dinner and we're like okay so we walk towards the elevator and he's not walking towards the elevator he's actually walking towards where our room is just <laughs> a blank wall dead end yeah, and I'm just like Where's he going? <laughs> <laughs> he just said, I want to be with you guys in the elevator. Yeah. Here's the thing, too, is, like, I don't want to be, like, an annoying fan when stuff happens. Of course. So if he told us, like, yeah, guys, I got to go, I would have totally understood. Yeah. You know what yeah, I, mean? yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have been, like, annoying. If anything, I just would have said, what's up, and left. You know? Because, like... And that's how most of these conversations at the uh, yeah, expo themselves go. Because, yeah. like, we had met him before. 
the year prior to that meeting, um, we're not going to be like, oh, you remember us? Because, like, it was literally just a guy in passing. And, like, yeah. But uh, the thing is, is I didn't want to be annoying, but, you know. No, we were annoying. <laughs> I, I, I hell felt like we were being annoying, yeah. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Anyway, that was my week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the now, wife we, of Isaac. now we can go ahead and get started on our topics. Um, first one, actually, uh, first item on the shelf today is actually Nintendo filing a trademark for the Nintendo 64 console. Nice. I'm happy. What did you what you guys got to say about it's one that? one of my favorite consoles, man. You already know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think a lot of us um, grew up in the time where the Nintendo 64 came out whenever we were, like, super into video games. I mean, all of us grew up with video games. That's why and we love video games, which is why we're all in this together. Yeah. Um, and the Nintendo 64, honestly, was my pivotal console. That's probably the console that I spent the most time playing growing up. Um, Agreed. But with this Nintendo 64... Mm-hmm. Classic. Um, I think Nintendo is like in a weird situation because I don't know how, what approach they're gonna take. Because a lot of my favorite games that I grew up playing on the console are created or were created by a studio that's now owned by Microsoft, Rare Games. That's true. And with their previous uh, Nintendo Entertainment System Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic, um, most of their library that they added on there, I don't know if all of it or I don't know off the top of my head, but most of them were first party titles. Um, with this one, however, is when they started having a lot of third-party support. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how they're going to go about doing that. I don't know if they're going to just cut them out completely or they're going to bring them in. But in bringing them in, it's going to cause the prices to um, be higher. The, the thing about it is, um, as far as I know, uh, Microsoft slash Rare has always been open to the idea of using letting like Nintendo license out their characters like in Smash and other things, you know? So I think it's possible. I think it's just up to Nintendo. But if this happens, I think um, like if you put Banjo or Perfect Dark or something like that, or Double 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 Seven is its own thing. I don't know if that'll ever be on there. But that's two um, layers of conquer. Yeah. But um, yeah, the rare, the main rare games. I think if they're on there, it's gonna inflate the price a lot just because the licensing fees that are gonna come with it. But I'd pay it. I I would pay it too, but. I don't know. Here's my yeah, thing I would pay like, regardless, no matter what. The, I would, if it's two hundred bucks, I'd pay for it. Yeah, I don't even care. That's definitely. probably way more than it's gonna be. No, but no. I mean, it's the same thing. If they drop two hundred, if they release a game, I mean a GameCube classic for two hundred bucks, I'd buy that instantly. I honestly feel like if it were more expensive, like it would kind of deter scalpers. Because if they miss out, oh, that's out, true. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Like if they miss out, like they're fucked. It I mean it it's would. Larger investment. But yeah. the, but then again, they would be able to flip them for way more. Yeah, that's Good true. Point. I think and that would the thing suck like, even uh, more. With Rare and all that, like, let's look at the, the Super Nintendo Classic, which just came out. Because, I mean, let, first off, let's establish, we're insinuating right now with uh, the whole trademark with the N64 is that the N64 Mini is prominent amongst us. Um, and if you look at the Super Nintendo Mini, they have Square Enix games mm-hmm. on there mm-hmm. that were kind of like a joint collaboration, such as Mario RPG, but you also have Secret of Mana, you also have Final Fantasy three, and then uh, they even went as far as to include Donkey Kong Country. Well, I know now it's not as hard to say, oh, it's no surprise that Nintendo would include something like Donkey Kong Country. Well, on the sixty four, that's kind of a big deal because like the same people who were in charge of making Donkey Kong sixty four made things like Banjo and Conquer oh, yeah. and Perfect Dark, you know. So it, it almost puts them in the scope as if that they're in the same possibility 
like the same uh, barrel that you can I, pick from. I think definitely it's possible, and I think uh, fans would be definitely disappointed if those games weren't on there. I would. Banjo is my number one game. But the thing with on the, the thing with the N sixty four compared to the SNES is a lot of these games, a lot of the like classic games from the N sixty four are from Rare, like. Yeah. You mentioned Conquer. I mean, obviously, Nintendo's first-party games are great, but like, when people think of the N64, they think of a lot of people think of games like DK64, Banjo, Conquer, 007, and um, Jeff Jet Force Gemini. You know, just like <laughs> okay, maybe not game, that one. But, I had that you know. game, but I thought it was bad growing up. Like <laughs> I just Halo. pulled the one out of my head. But, you know, um, I don't know. So, like, do you guys think? Um, you guys think? I know that. There's some in discussions about like the controller itself. Do you think it's gonna be an exact replica of the original controller? Has to be, right? I think I think it has to be. Yeah. It, but I just wonder. I, you know what? I want them because because they're so big. It's hard whether to say if they're gonna include two controllers because I know the NES Classic only included one, and then the Super Nintendo Classic. Include two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I it's hard to say if they're gonna include two, but with the Nintendo sixty four, I feel like they should include two. I feel like especially because it's a four port. Yeah, assist. but the thing is, it's so big. Mm-hmm. If they if they do decide to go the two controller route, I honestly hope. I wish this is like my on my wish list for them. I want them to include the same size box and like a replica, basically like the original Nintendo sixty four box. They probably won't do that. Because it'll take up too much shelf space and stores and logistics and everything. Yeah. But think about for the sh- think about for the shelf. Think about <laughs> how happier your shelf would be <laughs> if you had that. Open. I agree. I think like because um, they're not called mini; they're just called classics. Classic, it just yeah. it happens to be that the other ones are smaller. I mean, the other ones are the boxes are the exact same size, so they're just they might just want to yeah they might just want to keep it consistent to have the like you know like that collection be like all oh, that set will be the same size and everything yeah but you can't but make the controllers you can't today. make it the same size as the controller yeah does not it. include controller the, that the, would suck the oh, thing does not include controller that'd be sad the thing about it that i just realized is um the famicom um, classic in japan had smaller controllers than the original so they might go that route and introduce smaller controllers for the n64 i don't know i wouldn't like that because that wouldn't be classic I, i'm not saying i would like it either but they might I don't like the N64 controller in the first place. If you make it smaller, that's just going to make it worse on me. It is a really bad controller. Yeah. yeah. Like, it isn't that bad in the layout. The layout's not bad. It's cool. It's like, it's a modular controller almost. It's the shape of it. The thing is, the joystick is bad. Yeah, I, I'm honestly curious thing. as to what they're going to do with the joystick. Because the joystick has a lot to be improved on. And if you're going to do a joystick again, you'd think they'd want to do it, like... What if they use, like, a better? Nintendo... What if they use... Because I see a lot of people, they would mod their... Their Nintendo sixty four controllers to put in the they would put the no they put the nunchuck. Mm. Mm. nunchuck. I think it's like the same uh, length. I think it's pretty much like if you look at the if you look at the N sixty four like joystick, they're the same shape. It's like the same thing as the nunchuck. Essentially, I think a lot of like modders use the nunchuck. Um, Well, like the hardcore Nintendo sixty four players, they get like their own third party one, Um, but. I know I've seen a lot of guides on YouTube um, where people install um, Wii or Nunchuck ones. So I think, I mean, they have all the parts. So I wonder if they're going to go that route or if they're going to give us the really loose joysticks. And then another thing I was thinking of too was what color are they going to release it in? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's because... The thing I was speculating on is, this is the first console that Nintendo released where they actually had multiple color revisions, so what if we get the, oh, the whole Fantastic line? See, that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Um, from a logistics standpoint, I don't think it would be possible for them to do all of them, um, but then again, with Nintendo, you li- honestly you never, never know. know. But what did we say know. last time? We said... We said the stores could get exclusives like Best Buy. Oh yeah, Best Buy yeah. exclusive blue, Amazon exclusive green. They could do it like that, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. because it, red because that makes it easier to keep track of which ones are which. I mean, think about like think about it from the store perspective. It's going to be hard for you to have shelf space for every single color That's for uh, yeah. So so if you if you limit like oh every store is going to have like the black one plus one extra color. That only makes it that makes it a lot easier for shelf space. I think yeah. I think um, if they were to introduce like the fantastic colors, it would be good just for marketing aspect. Just because the colors pop so much on the shelf, mm-hmm. it would draw in customers. Obviously, a lot of people know what the N sixty four is, and a lot of people grew up with it at this point. But I think having I don't know. I think it would just stand out on the shelf rather than something that's just gray or black. You yeah. know? My thing is is like I've been digging this whole classic console thing that Nintendo's been doing, dude. Yeah, it feels like Christmas early yeah. for the last couple years. It feels it's like it feels like Christmas back when I was, like, 12. Seriously, because it's like, you come to the... When, whenever they drop, like, a trailer or a commercial or a picture, like, you remember the, the NES Classic commercial? I don't remember, It was honestly. dope, yeah, dude. It, they made it look it like was it came dope. out during that time. Yeah, it looked oh, like an 80s commercial. Yeah. And I granted, we were all born in the 90s. Yeah, oh, my God. But the thing is, with those advertisements, that marketing team, whatever they were doing, they knew who they were stringing a chord with. And I, I was so happy walking up to get my SNES Classic. And when I found an NES Mini in the Wild at Target, I was super happy. It just, I'm glad this is a thing that's happening. And I'm almost sad, too, because let's be real, when the 64 Mini happens... After that, we don't have much left in the whole nostalgia bank. I mean, there's the GameCube Classic, but I feel like it'd probably be a long time for them. Yeah. and But, like, the thing is, is, like, we're still living in kind of an era where it's, like, the GameCube doesn't feel that retro, in yeah, my opinion. that's why. So it's, like, I feel like the N64 is that that Final Frontier, besides, like, I guess if you got, like, the Game Boy. For us, yeah. yeah. But I feel like the next generation, they're not... Like, like people that are, like, probably, like, three years younger than us, who, like, mm-hmm. they grew up with the GameCube. Yeah. Um... It's, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think from a marketing standpoint, it shouldn't be out until they're like getting yeah, the job. They definitely, they definitely have to ride the wave of nostalgia because like mm-hmm. there's people who have nostalgia for the Atari twenty six hundred and like the and the NES that, and stuff and like those people are like much older than us mm-hmm. and but those games you. are bad. Yeah, those are. So Trash. that's why that's why they have to ride. No, I'm, I'm not saying like I mean. No, objectively, those games are ugly. Yeah, like well, it, yeah. It, you you can but fight so, me on this. Those games look <laughs> stupid. They look like rectangles. But yeah, I'm not saying the games are bad, but they look bad. So like the, a lot of people are off-putted by those, by by that. So companies like Atari have to ride the nostalgia. They, they, to they, to they have to capitalize way. at the right moment because like like ten years from now, I'm not I'm not exactly sure when, but the Wii, the original Wii, might be nostalgic yeah. for some people. You know, mm-hmm. and here's the thing is. Uh, the NES, the Sega Master Systems, uh, and the Atari 2600, the whole Atari line, the 26, 52, 78, they're all 8-bit systems, but the NES and the Master System look fine to us, but you look at those Atari consoles, to us five, I'm pretty sure we'd all agree, like, 
Yeah, they're like pretty caveman ugly. Suit yeah. video I mean, I don't think the like, NES is nice either. I mean, granted, I grew up with it, and I love the impressive stuff that's been done on that. I love the game. It just depends. It just depends on the game because what they did is they implemented other chips into the game itself. It's cheating. To up to like kind of like what they did on the Super Nintendo with the FX chips. CIB. It's like DLC. Yeah, pretty much. It's getting around the hardware limitations. Parallax hey, scrolling. What's your favorite CIB NES game? Did I have? Okay. In general, like. I honestly, I'm not a huge NES collector, but. But when you go like, damn, look at that box. I don't know. It looks I, so fine. I love I love Mario Three. I just. I don't know. I honestly don't know what a lot of NES games look in box. You're asking me the wrong console. Or the wrong generation. That's if you true. want, you want to ask me like GameCube or something. That's the game changer. Nah, 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 nah. Sixty-four bucks. Sixty-four. Oh, that's yeah. easy. Just from nostalgia. It's I don't know. It's any. It's gonna be either Smash. Super Smash Bros. For me. <laughs> Smash, Smash or Paper Mario. That is a nice box. It looks like a comic, and it says like. That boom. is a nice <laughs> box. And they all look goofy. <laughs> Smash. Dang. I gotta think about that one for a second. Damn. For me, Super Mario 64 with the Super Mario 64 That's Smash really or Paper Mario. Those are That's pretty really good. Stuff. See, I, I like I like the Zelda games on 64. They're some of my favorite, but they got some boring looking boxes. Yeah. Man. Um, Mario Party, the one where the cowboy hat oh, was cool. Number two. Yeah. Mario Party two is cool. I like I Conquer, the one where he's holding a beer. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, he's just he's just crouching on the on the not not crouching. He's like uh, leaning up against the logo. That one's really cool too. So um, like, I would hate it if they would do the colors in waves, where it's like uh, the, the first. Because knowing me, you'd buy them all. I'd buy them all. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have the money. <laughs> like like the first wave. Think of, from a marketing standpoint, it makes a lot of sense. Think about it. First wave, they just released a black one. Everybody buys it. It goes yeah. out of stock, right? Uh, and then a month later, they're like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna bring it back. But we're gonna bring back the." Blue, aqua blue, whatever they're. The, the Whoever gathers called. the Infinity Sixty Fours. <laughs> you know, you know what would be the the most epic way for Toys R Us to go out is to go out with releasing the gold Toys R Us limited oh, edition. That wouldn't happen. I know it wouldn't. <laughs> a month to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's not gonna happen. But From the would... time of recording. No, they're they're gonna set up little like pop up kiosks at like malls around the U S to do that. All right, now one more question on this topic: What color? If they do release. The futuristic, what were they called, Leo? Fantastic. If they were to release the Fantastic Editions on it, I'm gonna. We should go around the table and then uh, give our choice on which one we would get if we were. I, I think we should go around and just give like a top three or top five games that must be on there. Okay. We should do both. We both. should do both. Top three games plus the Fantastic right. or any color that you even whatever whatever reason you want to get the black one, you can choose that. Agreed. Who's gonna start? Let's see. I'll start. I I will get the Jungle Green. And the games that I would want to see on there are Donkey Kong 64, um, Super Smash Bros, and let's see. I, have, I mean, I'm first, so I have a, like it's hard to pick the next <laughs> one. <laughs> oh, we can't um, choose the same one. I mean, we could choose the same right, one. Who cares? Um, yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's some that you know will be on there. Try to uh, go like, like Mario Party. Mario yeah, Party. like I mean, like it's like there's some that you know will be on. Those the, are my three: Mario Party Two, Smash one. Bros, and. Was the one that I said? <laughs> to Mario Party. Donkey Kong 64. Donkey Kong 64. Yeah. By Cheetos. Me? Uh, I would also get the green, but if not, get the, the see-through gray. Oh, I forgot about that yeah, one. They had the a smoke. Yeah, they smoked one. That was dope. The smoke. And then for the games, let's see. Zelda. I want Zelda. Zelda, Zelda, and Zelda. Nah. 
They're good games. Uh, They're my two favorite Zelda if games. If I were to pick one of them, probably Majora's Mask. You can't go wrong. Honestly, Ocarina <laughs> is, like, timeless. They're, yeah. They're both what to agree. And then uh, Conquer is another game I'd like to play. That's a good mm-hmm. one. And probably Mario 64, even though it's probably going to be there already. Of course. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's a, it's an amazing game. Yeah. Like, it, was, I, it holds up. Yeah. It does, it does. I wanted to choose it, but I chose 64. I chose, like, if I could only have three, I would choose those three. Yeah. I mean, like... As far as color-wise, I'm pretty sure the next two people are going to choose the exact same color. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to go with the blue see-through one, because, like, blue is my favorite color, and out of the Fantastics, besides the Pikachu one, like... What if they really the Pikachu oh, one? The reason? <laughs> if they did that, then that's what I'm getting. Oh, that's your choice, dude. Yeah. about that one. But uh, uh, for top three games, I mean, we've talked about this before, but, I mean, I'd love to play Sin and Punishment. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um... Another game I'd love to play that was Japan only was Custom Robo, really cool fighter, uh, 3D fighter. You kind of like metabots. You put on the arms, legs, chest, and headpiece. Arms. And they yeah, <laughs> arms. But they, they they give you like uh, different abilities and uh, it's really good game. Honestly, we should have gotten it on the CC4. Has this like Pokemon feel to it where you have those kind of sprites and you just walk around and you get into fights and it's an arena based. Um, Don't you own that game? I do. I, I uh, bought it in Japanese, and then I uh, took out the back of the shell. Like and, Madden, right? Yeah, I put like Madden because it had a blue shell, just so that it can kind of match the color scheme. Because Custom Robo has this blue uh, color scheme to it, so I put a uh, blue back to it. And I, I would love to do it with other games. Like if I can get um, if I can get Sin and Punishment, I'd probably try to do like a black and green type thing, just because like the box looks black and green. Uh, I actually tried to get it last time when we were in Portland, and no one was selling it for some reason. They were just selling repros of it. I was really sad. I think uh, next time we go to Portland, we should do the thing that Leo pointed out. <laughs> I honestly think it would be a good idea. It would draw attention to us. We should we should get, like, whiteboards and wear them like, as a necklace. Who's selling Sin and Punishment? Yeah. yeah. That's a like, good honestly, point. Honestly, think about it. If you see some goofy dude... Having you're your freaking whiteboard, he's gonna be like, "Oh, I just saw Cinder Punishment over there." That's a good yeah. point. And you'd be like, "Hey, good looking out." Or vendors yeah. are more likely to come to you and say, "Hey, I have that game." Yeah, yeah. you're walking by and like, even yeah, vendors are like, gonna be reading. You're like, yeah. "Oh, I have it over here hidden. I wasn't gonna sell it, but because you look goofy and you have that sign, yeah. I'll give it to you for free." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll see if that works. We'll we'll keep you guys updated on if that works. Um, and then uh, final game, it has to be a banjo game. Either one or two. I don't care if they put any of them. Uh, I, they're Mario 64, but better. Fight me on it. It's just, just what they are. Uh, they essentially are the epitome of what it is to be a 3D platformer. And to this day, they're still playable. You love or hate the controls. If you can get yourself a good emulator, get yourself a good, I don't know, Xbox controller to play on the PC. It's a great game. Easy to 100% easy to just lose hours on and the, the music there's, there's so much charm to it I love those games for me um, it's a pretty t- close tie between um, what is it the ice blue right or the watermelon one but I would probably go with the blue just because it's my favorite color as far as games um, I gotta throw Mario 64 on there just because it's a classic it holds up really well Smash just because it started one of my favorite series from Nintendo. And third, um, I mean, there's a ton of 64 games I, 
I really like. Um, I'd probably go with Sonic sixty four. <laughs> um, Is that a thing? No. no. <laughs> I was like, I'd probably go with just I don't know Paper Mario or Paper Mario. I don't know. It's the stadium games. Stadium. I'd probably go with Stadium two. If I had to pick one of the same games, just because I felt like that one in, implemented a lot more to the games, but um, yeah, I'll probably go with um, Paper Mario. Yeah, that's one of my favorite N sixty four games, and um, I played it a couple years ago. Now um, played through the whole game; it was pretty fun. Holds up pretty well. Dark Souls great. Yeah. Note to self: Next time we're in Portland, look for Bomberman Hero complete in box. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Leo. Let's hear what you got. I'm gonna be boring and say I also want the ice blue. That's just the most beautiful N64 that I've seen. And as far as games go, it's kind of hard because I'm the only one in this uh, table that doesn't have that much affinity towards a 64. Um, I'd probably say Mario 64 because that's a classic. Um, uh, Mischief Makers just because that's one I've always had interest in playing. And as it's far right. as a th- hmm? it's I. Right. And as far as a third game, I can't really think of one at the moment because I'm a big RPG Beetle guy. Beetle Adventure Racing. Classic no you know, I, I grew up with that game. And Me I too. Love. It's a great I, I, game. I used to rent it from fucking... Um, Flix from Licks. Flix Licks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I, I honestly had it. It's a great game. It racing. is a good game, yeah. There you go. It's made by EA, by the way. Yeah, what's your third? Sorry, man. It's hard to come up with a third because honestly, like, like I was gonna say, uh, I'm a big RPG guy, and like, you're, it's slim picking some yeah. RPGs on N64. There's Paper Mario Quest 64. Yeah, Quest 64. Ogre Battle 64. Ugh. Um, Starcraft 64. That's not even an RPG. That's RTS. <laughs> it's honestly crazy that they yeah put it on there, like the control thing. About because you think of an RTS, you think of like. Mouse. Mouse board. All right, screw it. This is a hypothetical list. I know it's not going to come on there, but uh, WWF Warzone. Ooh. Hey, no, that'd be cool. Uh, all, all the hey. WWF attitude, like what's it called? No attitude. Um, the ones with no black mercy. Court. Can you smell? Those were WrestleMania uh, 2000. You know, um, they announced, or like Nintendo recently randomly uploaded, I think, like 24 manuals, PDFs to their website. And I think people are saying that those 24 are going to be the, no, that's your wallet. the I, games I saw, that are on I saw there. John Riggs do a video on it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't want to say that until afterwards. And I know all of us knew it, too. Like, I wanted to say it to like, crush our dreams of like what we wanted to. But then for that split moments, I wanted to, um, you know, like at least wish. Live out the dream. Yeah, live out the dream of, like, what if. Um, but Nick was, uh, I'm going to touch on something Nick said. He he You're mentioned touch Nick. Yeah, I'm gonna touch <laughs> Nick. He mentioned uh, Pokemon Stadium Two, and then I was thinking, why didn't Nintendo make a Game Boy Color player for the Nintendo sixty four? Technically, you know, the they, did. they did. They they made the the freaking the attachment. Game Boy. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But they didn't make a Game Boy Color that's player. That's the thing. It's it's dumb. They, like, you could play, you could play Pokemon games on Pokemon yeah. Stadium one and two. I know yeah. you could do that. You could play Gen one and two on the sixty four on those those attachments, and it pisses me off because it's like I could play other Game Boy games if I really want to. Thinking about it, there's the hardware in there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Play the freaking like, why didn't you do that? Yeah, they did, but it was only released to like reviewers because. Um, Basically, it was Nintendo, messed up. Nintendo, if so you hear could, this, send me one. It you was, know what they could do? I'll review it. It was messed up. They could take screenshots of games. It was called uh, the Wide Boy 
There's a couple different versions. There's Wide a, Boy. Yeah, Wide Boy AGB, which played GBA games, all basically backwards compatible too. Wide Boy uh, CGB, Game Boy Color and backwards. We and GBA? We could end yeah. up Wide Boys if we're not careful about what but we But the thing is, those, like I said, they were only sent out to reviewers as far as I'm aware, so they're extremely expensive nowadays. I think uh, um, a good companion to the 64 Mini would be a Game Boy Mini just because of Stadium. Because there's the Game Boy Tower in both of them. And if you could connect them, that would be the ultimate, like, you have to buy both to get the full experience type thing from Nintendo. I think uh, at some point they'll um, start releasing um, handhelds. handhelds. Yeah. I'm, obviously, they would start with um, Game Boy. But what if they, like, what would you guys, how would you guys feel if they, like, reintroduced, like, a modern kind of version of the Game & Watches? I thought you were going to say the uh, Virtual Boy with color. I, don't, I, I think would that's love redundant. That. I would love that, but I feel like they wouldn't do it because it's a really niche. It's not yeah. good. Yeah, if, I think if, if I would buy it, but I mean we're we're in that niche. I mean, if they were like cheap, I'm not saying they're gonna be like because the ones that are on sale like on eBay and stuff, are, like the Sonic type ones, like, like the, the freaking the, McDonald's yeah, LCDs. Or, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool if they make them cheap. I'd yeah, I'd buy them instantly. I'd buy. I'd want, I'd want to buy all of them, even though like. What What do you think I was gonna say? Like the Game Boy uh, Advance, Game Boy Color. No, I was just, I was just like thinking about like uh, the, if they did a Game Boy Mini, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what if they uh, took an approach to it where they did like what what, what At Games did with the Sega, where it still had a slot where you could put games in, right? Mm-hmm. But all of the like in one games are in this one fat cartridge that can only be played on it. And instead of connecting the Game Boy to the 64, if you were going to do things with the Game Boy, you took out that... Cartridge? You took out that cartridge and you put it in the the new uh, Nintendo 64 Mini's uh, controller. I think maybe if they did that, they could release, like, for example, Game Boy uh, Classics Volume 2 and stuff like that. Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. I think if... if, And it would be cool because, like, then you, you can legit go to the store and buy a Game Boy that could play... Game Boy games along with the ones that they put all in this compilation cartridge. But I'm sure that it would be in some sort of way where that compilation cartridge could only be read on that mm. console. But also it would give you things like a backlight and a charger. I think retro games are going to become a lot more and more popular now that like video games, advancements in technology have only been getting diminishing returns when it comes to video games because... When you think about, like, the NES versus Xbox One, there's a huge gap. But when you think of the other consoles, the gap isn't that big. And I feel like moving on forward, the gap isn't going to be as big either. See, the thing is, too, is, like, I feel like um, us five guys, we kind of came up in an era that was kind of, like, uh, the beginning to a renewal in retro. Mm -hmm. So we got to see it from... A super scarce market to an over flooded market. Unfortunately, we grew up at the wrong time where, uh, or we gained interest at the we wrong live time. In though. A society. Yeah. I think, I think since we all grew up freaking poor, yeah, we all grew up with like the NES and the SNES and like the first gen. Was it, was that, is that considered first gen? No, well, it's, it's first, first gen. No, not seven. It's, it's probably like third, fourth. I don't know. We live first in a society. Gen, 
first gen would probably be like um the co- like Magnavox shit. Odyssey. Okay, then I think about first gen of Bad Nintendo. Games. First, oh, that's when I started yeah. taking count. Yeah, See, that's the we only grew time up, it mattered. That's the only time that mattered. No, that's when video games mattered. Don't hate it's it. like World War II. I Nothing before hate World War II mattered. Will. The games before that look ugly. Well, like they do. Well, you gotta. I mean, there's a generation gap, so I mean, this Brick is like, looking ass. Obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm the type of person that thinks like I appreciate those consoles for what they were, but obviously they're objectively ugly, because like. But there's a stepping stone. But it's like, what else were you gonna do back then? Like, go outside and play with the, I don't know, <laughs> like. Imagine you live in the like in the 1970s. Like you just have. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, we both I, I thought you were gonna say we live in a society. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like, like if you're like eight years old and you're living in the 1970s and you have a black and white television and you oh, yeah. plug in this, this, this That's weird amazing. piece of technology that lets you play pong. That's like, the future. It's like I'm playing tennis on a black and white TV. Nah, that's like, for nerds. I mean, it was more so. <laughs> it, right? was. it was. It was very was, niche. Yeah. But. Yeah. Now it's become more widespread. But I mean, I I agree with that. It's like, it's a really, really, really like really people like twenty years from now are gonna look back at what we find nostalgic and be like, that looks like garbage. Think yeah. the same Freaking thing. Freaking Yeah, exactly. It's the same four. It's just Mother will be playing yeah. sixty-four bits. <laughs> 60 frames, I'm playing in 400 frames. I <laughs> am the video game. <laughs> no, you see, but I'm saying, like, there's diminishing returns because oh, yeah. the eye can only perceive yeah, yeah. around, like, de- I mean, depends. Things like around 50 to 70 FPS. Yeah. I think it's very individual, or not individual, like. It depends, yeah, yeah it, it varies. depends on you. But I think on average, like, the lowest is, like, around 50 FPS. The highest is, like, around 70 FPS. I, I think from, like, obviously, I think the 16-bit era captured 2D gaming perfectly. But I think, like, um, once you get into, like, the GameCube, they kind of... I wouldn't say they perfected 3D gaming, but what they did is they built, like, the... Foundation. The foundation, and from now on, it's just, like, lining effects and mm. frame rate improvements yeah. and stuff like that. It was a it's beautiful a little... era, man. The 16-bit era was a beautiful era because, like, sprites are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, but I was trying to say, like, the difference between, like, the newer and newer generations is, like, really, really mm-hmm. small. So I, I, Yeah, so I'm saying... That in the future, I think retro gaming is going to be more prevalent. You see stores like Target um, and have their own retro gaming section. Yeah, but that's right. super, super retro. But think about like 10, 20 years from now, if they still have that section, it's going to be like PS2, PS3. Mm-hmm. And yeah. all that stuff lives up compared to the like the current gen. Yeah. It does. And even like imagine like, oh, 6K gaming, it looks real life. But all that stuff, I think, is still going to hold up compared to... Oh, and, yeah. And, and the thing is like... Even if, like, you take those games, you could upscale them pretty easy because mm-hmm. the, the, the models themselves aren't bad. It's just the resolution that's behind, you know? Are we, are we talking, like, like games on PS2, like, still holding up and all that? Fertoso and I have bought the same game for three different consoles. <laughs> that's, isn't that basically what Nintendo does? Yeah, but, like, it's, like... They, they repackage it as HD remaster. It's no, they the put same on the eShop. game. It's that we bought Kingdom Hearts like three different times. It's the, the point same eight, game. Point seven, point yeah. seven point five. I, I cleaned out my room the other day and I legit found two extra copies of the game. <laughs> That's how you know. <laughs> so, you know I didn't even know I had them. And it's still like here's the thing: if I play two point five, one point five, two point eight, I still think they look good. Yeah, I, I played through. Uh, I, I hadn't finished it, but I was playing through uh, Chain of Memories on my Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. I thought it lived up. 
I think it's, I I want to say it's even better than the PlayStation than the remake one. The it one is one hundred percent. It is. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be for Game Boy. Yeah, the That's graphics, the game, the game cell on three D just weird. It's it doesn't fit. I think I think a lot of people would agree with that. I think too. the only reason why they made it for the PS two was because a lot of people were like confused when they played Kingdom Hearts two in the opening because uh, the whole opening was based on Chain of Memories yeah people can people were like wait what when did all this stuff happen so they remade it for the PlayStation 2 I mean it makes sense I, I would do it too because it's harder to get a Game Boy Advance for people who are so invested in Kingdom Hearts yeah. which is Sony which makes me wonder what they were thinking they were thinking they released 3DS games Game Boy Advance games PSP PSP games DS see I'm just like, looking at iPhone. the consoles mm-hmm. that uh, like Kingdom Hearts decided to platform on or at least have like bought in the consoles at one point because like what if like as a Kingdom Hearts fan at one point they just go like oh yeah this one's gonna be exclusively on Xbox I would've been fucked like I don't have an Xbox I wasn't planning on buying an Xbox but what do you buy an Xbox for it? I mean, I would have tried asking my parents, but, like, let's see how that would have gone, like, during that time. You know what I mean? Like, I already got a PS2, I already got a DS, and, you know, like, eventually I got a PSP, but it was, like, to be honest, like, these games, they're very scattered on what, like, like, if you want to play through the thorough storyline, you would have to have owned at least four consoles, like, four, five if you want to play 2.8. Like, just to get, like, Aqua's story afterward? It's what? PS2, PS2, Game Boy Advance, DS, 3DS, PSP, uh, PS4 if you're counting 2.8. So it'd be, like, six, right? No, yeah. all you need is a PS4 and two games. Then. Now, now all you need is the PS4. Because, like, the PS4, like, they have literally the collection on one disc. And granted, two of the games on there are cutscenes, but you're still getting the story. And they transfer well onto PS4, to be honest. Those are the definitive way to play them, right? Yeah, I would say. Uh, so. Yeah, I except, would say except the, for the only you can argue is uh, I would say Chain of Memories. Chain of Memories, one hundred percent. You have to play it on the Game Boy Advance. Here's the thing: is like the cutscenes are on one point five, but like no, 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 not the cutscenes. The cutscenes for the first DS game. Yeah, um, yeah. Are on the three hundred sixty, whatever, right? Three hundred fifty-eight yeah. over two. Um, but Chain of Memories should be played on a Game Boy Advance, and if you haven't played it yet, it's a cheap game. Go get it. It's it's not that hard. Here's to find. the thing, too. I, I I think that you you guys were right in saying that uh, the GBA version was more well received than the PS2 one. Because if I remember correctly, looking at magazines at the time, uh, the GBA version got sevens and eights or so, then the PS4 got like five, sixes, and like fours. Honestly, it's just it's it's a card game. Yeah. It's battle system they, they the camera in the Game Boy Advance was like isometric whatever however it's called where mm-hmm. it's like it's fixed and it's it's, it's like 2D fake 3D yeah um, but when they made it when they remastered it they used like the same engine that like 2 and the other whatever were made on yeah. so it didn't translate 100% well the same like the Game Boy Advance is limited in hardware so they had to play to its strengths to its strengths and they did that and whenever they switched to the PS or to like the the remake the remastered version of it it got rid of everything that the Game Boy Advance pushed for like like they did all these because of the limitations of the Game Boy Advance they did mm-hmm. a card system because it was limited they did rooms 
in their manners because load. it was limited. You know what I mean? They did enemies the way they did it because it was limited. Whereas Kingdom Hearts was just like kind of like a big open world type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chain of Memories was you went room by room. And in every room, there was a certain fixed amount of enemies. And when you'd interact with an enemy, it put you in a little battle room. And then in Chain of Memories, they did that into a 3D scale. And it just kind of transferred poorly. You know, it made you feel like you were playing a limited PS2 game. Whereas Chain of Memories on the Game Boy Advance made you feel like you were playing an expanded GBA game. You know, so there there was no really good meeting in the middle with Chain of Memories on PS2 versus Chain of Memories on GBA. I think we've exhausted our talk for the uh, N64 uh, trademark thing, so we should move on to the next item on the shelf, which is Nintendo starting to sell the Switch uh, console alone. What do you think of that, Nick? Um So, um, the thing that... I thought this was pretty interesting because um, the thing with Japan... This is in Japan only, and I recently read that this is not going to be... In, um, this style of um, selling the Switch is not going to be released in North America just yet. And the main reason why it's interesting in Japan is because... Um, the main reason why it's interesting in Japan is because the Japanese typically only have one TV per household. So, like, having an extra dock is not necessary for the Japanese. Um, this, does, this, does not come with, this does not come with an extra charger, an extra dock, an extra Joy-Con grip. I think it's really cool because it's... <laughs> What are you saying, Sam? What's so funny? <laughs> the fact that our podcast might have caught you pissing in the background. All right, we're, we're outside. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. What are you saying, Sam? I had a pee. That's what happened. I wasn't going to say that. I think it's really cool because... <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> I think it's... Uh, it's. I mean, it, it's, it's a double-edged sword. I like it, but then again, I hate it. I like it because it's going to show that... Nintendo's pushing to capitalize on the portable market, but then again, I'm sad because I personally love the 3DS, and it's basically Nintendo yeah. putting the last nail in the coffin of the 3DS. Because if you're selling it by itself, well, they're marketing it as a second console. Yeah. So if you already have a dock at home, you need an extra dock. Um, but I think people aren't necessarily buying it for that reason. I think people are like, oh, it's cheaper now, and I don't really care about, yeah, I don't really care about playing it on the TV. I agree. I'm using it as a portable console. The the thing is, though, with this, um, the price point is interesting. uh, Let's see. It says it's about, like, $230. Mm -hmm. The thing about it is you're better off getting the bundle itself and just selling off the extras because the dock itself sells for $90. Mm -hmm. So if you were just to include the dock, that's, what is that, like, $210 for the Switch? And then you sell off the Joy-Con grip, which is maybe, like, $15, $20. Like, it's kind of interesting how they went about the format of the the price point. And it doesn't come with a charger. And I've heard that using third-party um, USB-C chargers is kind of bad for your Switch. So you're kind of forced to buy the charger itself, which is probably like 20 bucks. So I, I, I think in, in, in concept, it's a good idea. Like, you know, just to try to sell more. Because this is Japan only, which is something that we need to emphasize. Because like I said... Um, they're they're much more of a mobile focused market with their smartphones and stuff. So I think the the mobile aspect of the Switch is very strong there, and they only have one TV per household on average anyway. So you're right. I think you um, reiterating the price made me realize that 
Nintendo probably thought about that. They're not them not wanting to kill off the 3DS, mm-hmm. so they made the price higher to deter people from buying buying the Switch as a portable gaming console itself. Yeah. Because, like you said, if you take all the extras that you're you're missing by getting the Switch standalone unit, which you're gonna be uh, um, you're gonna be missing the dock, the HDMI cable, the wall charger, and uh, um, what I and the article that I read actually didn't say you're. It was. It wasn't gonna come with the. It, you weren't gonna miss out on the grip. So if you buy the standalone, it's uh, from what uh-huh. I read, it's gonna come with the grip also. So, okay, correct me if I'm wrong. Is the grip the thing that slides onto the Joy Cons, or is it the one that you slide the Joy Cons into? The grip is where you slide. It becomes like the rewarding. The controller. Confusing. Yeah, it's a controller. Okay. I so, think it's gonna. It's probably still gonna come with that because the article that I read it said that what you're gonna be missing is gonna be the switch dock. The HDMI cable and the wall charger. That's the USB-C mm. um, cable. Okay. Um, but I mean, regardless, um, if you take all those things individually and you sell them, um, it's still going to be like two hundred dollars or something. Yeah. That it should be, but they're pricing it thirty dollars above that, and that's probably to deter people from buying it. Yeah. Instead just, of a three DS or two DS. I, I was at Walmart um, a couple days ago and I saw the new two DS and they had it on like they were selling for a hundred and thirty. Yeah, I think it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the limited edition Zelda one you see the new one there at least that was a hundred sixty dollars. Hundred sixty dollars. Wow. The Master Shield one. Buy it. Yeah, that's that's buy it, that Sam. thing looks beautiful. No, I only buy one three DS. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm a cup. I'm throwing shade at Isaac for I'm you guys that don't with know. I'm a cup three 3DSs. So, so the question is, though, Sam, and anybody else who wants to answer on this topic, um, do you think this this strategy would work in the U.S., just selling, like, the Switch by itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah I think yeah, I man. think it would. I think Especially it would. with Pokemon, the Pokemon games. Yeah, I think it would. Save your money? I, honestly, yes. my, my Nintendo Switch dock is in my closet, on top of my shelf, like, in my closet, and literally there's probably dust all over it. And the HDMI cable, honestly, is still in the box. The wall, I do use the wall charger, but I honestly have probably only hooked up my Switch to my TV once ever. And I use it, even though I'm home, I honestly play it laying down in my bed. Yeah. No, I don't want to be in that weird awkward position laying down looking at my TV, even though it is like a hybrid console. I play yeah. it, I personally play it predominantly handheld. And if I would have been able to save... on, like, in hindsight, knowing what I know now with my experience, if I were to do it again, I would go this route and only buy it on here. But that's my personal opinion. And I do think um, a lot of older people would benefit from this. But I think younger audience, them getting, like, new Pokemon games and stuff, um, they'd probably want the whole experience to get it I agree with you because, like, my thing is, is, like, even though I play mostly in dock mode, so that means I'm mostly connected to my TV when I play. But I agree that there is probably a huge market of people that see it as a portable console mm-hmm. and I want do. to play it as a portable console. And if you have the option to just play it as a portable console and save that money, I think that that is just opening more people to your market as a mm-hmm. console yeah. and opening more revenue from games that you could be selling because like people maybe want to buy a DS, but like, if the Switch is only so much more dollars more... Then people are gonna buy the next gen console. Yeah, but I think their sales of the 3DS are still good, they're either, so they don't want to cut off the market just yet. I they're, feel you. They're trying to milk the 3DS dry until like it literally has. I love that. Console I mean, they better. have been milking it forever. Yeah, and that we, console we were talking, is beautiful. We were talking about this the other day. Remember when we went 
to go to the flea market. The 3DS was initially a failure. Yep. Mm-hmm. They they released it and nobody bought it. It was too expensive. Yep. And then like within like how long was it afterwards? They did a price drop, Isaac? It like a month or two, and then they did a whole ambassador, ambassador, ambassador program. Yeah, I had this uh, this DS that I bought. Um, it had an ambassador certificate. This is could segue into another topic, but it kind of made me mad. Uh, Nintendo did this thing to compensate for people who bought it while it was like seventy dollars more than the price drop. They gave them an ambassador certificate, which is this little trophy on the Nintendo 3DS that allows you to download games that are exclusive to DSs that have the ambassador certificate. But there were games on there such as Metroid Zero Mission, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Yoshi's Island, Warrior Land 4, WarioWare, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, uh, the, the, the Minish Cap was on there. All Game Boy Advance so games. Game Boy Advance so games. Yeah, all, all Game Boy Advance games. And it kind of made me mad because Nintendo has been super exclusive about what games they put on the 3DS or, hell, even the Switch will get barely anything uh, about what games are allowed to be on there as far as Virtual Console goes. They even have gone as far as to say, oh, the new 3DS is the only one that can get Super Nintendo games because it's the one who's powerful enough to play them, yet you get Game Boy Advance games on the original 3DS. Even then, they only have, like, six. Yeah, and it's like, I'm pretty sure these games are as hard to run as a Super Nintendo game. It's just them trying to sell them more new DS. If not, the Game Boy Advance games are even more difficult to run because Game Boy Advance runs on more powerful hardware than the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So, I mean... My thing with the, the 3DS 2 is I got to give praise to that console. And, man, oh, yeah. that, that console is so much good stuff. Yeah, I was going to say um, this, this is, like, an unpopular opinion. But I would I would argue that the 3DS has probably one of the best libraries when it comes to games. Agreed. I don't, because, I don't, think, I don't think that's um, a controversial opinion. I think it's... Cause no, we, no, no. Look at the live people don't realize it. Look yeah, at the lifetime of the 3DS. Fresh, kind of thing. Look, yeah. look when it was released. When was the 3DS released? 2011. Yeah, 11. It's been seven years that they've actively still been making games for it. Yeah. And it's like, look, they even like put like remakes of like fan favorites. You have both of the 64 Zeldas on there. You have Fire Emblem games. You have Smash Brothers. You have Mario Kart. You have Mario platformers. You have Mario 3D platformers. You have RPGs, you have shooters, you have a Kingdom Hearts game. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of things on there. You got Animal Crossing. And, uh, Call and, of Duty's on and, there too, I think, And right? keep in mind, yeah. if you have a 3DS, you have the access to pretty much the complete library of the original DS, too. Which and is, then you got so, the virtual console, yeah. too, which is much better on the 3DS than it All is the on the Pokemon Switch games, for some dumb reason. The Monster Pokemon Hunter. Yep. Better than the Vita already. <laughs> <laughs> it, at Leo. It, <laughs> it honestly, like... Considering the like, the console itself, like how powerful it is, it, it surprised me that they they got it to like be this successful for this long. Because um, even in 2011, that thing was you know yeah. it was not. It was behind the PS. It was way behind, behind, way, way behind, behind the curve. And then looking looking at it now, it's super behind. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's about at this point they're they're doing the same thing that like um, Atari and all them used to do at the time, where it's like you would focus more on. Software on software, telling the story, like gameplay, making it fun, which is because I mean the the hardware limits developers a lot. Oh yeah. So they have to take advantage and of the um, actual like developing story, developing like making you sucked into an actual world. 
Um, but other than that, besides from that, going back to the Nintendo Switch, um, I I don't see them bringing it to the U.S. Um, until maybe. I think just until it's the price drop in general. Yeah, yes. until there's until they completely kill off the, the 3ds or 2ds. Yeah. yeah. Which I honestly don't know. I mean, it's probably like any day now they're gonna kill. They keep on saying that they're gonna. As long as they keep on releasing special editions, they're going to keep on getting developers to make games for yeah. it. Yeah. As far as I know, um, I might be wrong, but I believe there's only like three new games for the 3DS being announced at E3 or being covered. Is Nintendo making any of them? Um, Luigi's Mansion, WarioWare, and I can't think of the other one off the top of my head. But Obviously, I was hoping for a new Fire Emblem game on there just because I love how, like, I love the Game Boy Advance Fire Emblem games, like the the art style in that in those games, and knowing that you're gonna make it on the Nintendo Switch, they're probably gonna make it more like Modern. the GameCube yeah. versions, which I mean isn't aren't bad, but I mean it's I'm gonna miss the the little sprites and stuff. Yeah, because that leaves more to imagination. Like it's you can't really see like how the characters looks in detail. So then you have to like I don't know. I'm a nerd. I um, would have loved a, another because we just got Metroid Two remade. I would have loved Fusion. I mean, spoiler alert, but at the end of Metroid Samus Returns, um, they they hint a lot at um, Fusion because they show the ex-parasite floating around and it possesses a monster. And I mean, there's the whole Easter egg where if you use a certain amiibo, you unlock the Fusion suit. And I would have loved a Fusion remake on the 3DS before it dies. I would have loved that. What amiibo is it? It's the Metroid Amiibo. If you got the two-pack Amiibos um, when oh, they release Samus Return. Yeah. If you beat the game... The squishy one? Yeah. So what you do is you beat the game and then you start uh, a, a new file. And uh, when you start the new file, there's like a way you can use your Amiibo. And it's basically hard mode plus. So there's hard mode already. But there's this mode where it's essentially hard mode, but you take double damage and your enemies do double attack damage. And that's like what Nintendo did with uh, Twilight Princess. If you use a Ganondorf amiibo, you just take double damage. Yeah, it's 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 technically fake hard, but it's but it's, hard. it's still fun. Like I liked it. I I thought it was worth getting the the I think fusion it's cool. suit. Yeah, just get, just being able to play around as the fusion suit. I thought was like, all right, this is worth taking four times the hits. Uh, so we're getting the the cue to wrap this up. Um, we're gonna go ahead and introduce the next topic right now on the shelf. We got the PlayStation CEO saying the PS4 is starting to enter the end of its life cycle, and to me. I still feel like this is a young console. It and, still feels uh, a full swing for me. Yeah, I I honestly, like, I mean, I, I think Fertulsa will agree with me on this. Like, PlayStation has gotten me to buy two consoles because I think Kingdom Hearts 3 are going to be on them. <laughs> I thought it was going to be on the PS3, so I bought a PS3. Kingdom Hearts 3 did not happen on PS3, so I bought a PS4. And if it comes to PS5, I'm going to be pissed. No, I, I read the article on death and I read all the articles that they um, linked as their source material on this article. And it seems to show, like, the original article, um, all, like, the headlining stuff was, like, mostly clickbait. Um, he... Basically, um, what the CEO 
was saying was that they're not going to focus on sales of the consoles. Yeah. So and within the next three years, and they didn't mean that they're not they're going to end production. He basically just said that they're probably not going to make like a PS PS Four Pro Pro, like a newer version of it, and instead they're going to focus more on other aspects like to their software. ecosystem, like uh-huh. software, because uh, they they didn't like that the PSP or PSVR and the PlayStation View were failures. So they're they basically announced they're going to stop working on making a newer iteration of the PlayStation 4, not necessarily killing it, um, but completely, like... Changing all, the yeah. ecosystem kind of thing? Or? Well, no. Th- basically, all the people that they had working on the PS4 Pro, they're not going to have them working on, like, a new console or anything. They're probably they're just going to send them all to focus on... Uh, specifically, they mentioned that they were going to add more exclusives to the PlayStation Go... Was it was their online service called um, PlayStation now? Network? PlayStation Plus or something like that. PlayStation Now. Uh, PlayStation Network's the online service, but the paid PlayStation one. Plus is yeah, like the what you pay for to get uh, free games every month. What's PlayStation Now? PlayStation Now is where you stream uh, games. Oh well, the PlayStation Plus. They're gonna focus to bring more people into there into PlayStation Plus because I guess that's where they've been getting most of their revenue within the past two years. Mm-hmm. I guess they've been getting more revenue from that than actual console sales. Huh. So that's why they're focusing on that. And I think they're going to yeah. they're gonna work on making more PSVR games and view compatible games to sell more of those. Um, um, it's not necessarily that the console's going to be dead. Okay, so basically, it was an erroneous uh, they, title think, that they Yeah, gave. they paraphrase it, but then a lot of other people started taking that headline and then just, and then just like, it. tweeting it and telephoning it so it's like everybody like calm down um they said that they're not going to announce or plan anything until 2011 as far as like the new york 21 consoles. you mean 21 2021 what's the difference um the thing the thing i think that's interesting is um i mean this kind of makes sense because they're they're obviously the winners of the generation they won i mean they sold over like 70 million consoles 77 right now i believe something around there yeah and at that point, like, I don't think you need to focus on um, hardware sales anymore because, mm-hmm. like, you were mentioning... Um, you got your basic install base already. Yeah, so you, you just go hard on software and the subscriptions because you think about it. Somebody Say somebody bought, um, a, like, their PS4 in 2013 is where it came out, right? Yes. 60, 60 bucks up until now. How many years has it been out? Um, six, almost six years, five almost years. Six years so five years. We're bringing it? down the price of PS Plus, aren't they? I honestly have no idea. So sixty bucks a year for each year, it's that's more than console itself or yeah. how much was the console when it came out? Three ninety nine. So close to it. But anyway, like for each user that's like buying another console almost. So if you yeah. if you add a lot of content, it's gonna entice people to like invest into that um internet service and that subscription service. So it makes sense. I think this is yeah, this is flipping it in its head and basically just saying this is PlayStation saying we won the console war. So now we're getting to lay back and just yeah. post on this. This is, this is what a company should do yeah. when they have the edge. This is basically PlayStation announcing that th- they basically walked up there and said they officially claimed they won the, the console yeah. war because no other company really has ever done this. No. Um, but they won the console war, so they could literally just sit on the throne and then just release all these games and everyone's going to buy them because they already have majority... Yeah, there are the majority of people with consoles out there. The thing, the thing that's interesting about this is, if you go back to like the PS2, obviously the PS2 is the best-selling console of all time. One fifty-five. Yeah, and 
The thing about that era, though, is the online net, the online capabilities, and majority of people didn't have online connectivity like we do today. So this is kind of like um, setting a new precedent, like yeah, for really- for gaming consoles. You know, like once you get to a certain point, just like relax, relax, sell software. Um, entice people to get your subscription services. Kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. I, I love how they're focusing a lot on like they're they're thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. They're focusing a lot on getting people tied into PlayStation Plus. So then, like the newer generation of gamers, they're not gonna know what gaming is without having an online subscription. So they're they're gonna be more comfortable with paying a premium on online uh, services, um, and that's steady revenue from that. And they don't have to worry like. In the future, it might be possible for consoles to take even a bigger hit on console sales because I know PlayStation used to uh, actually lose money, right? Whenever a lot they of would, companies, yeah. Yeah, they would sell. But now if they sell the online thing, the mm-hmm. online uh, services, um, they could easily make that money back. A, a good thing, a good strategy, they, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if they did so already, but like, um, actually, I think they do. Um, like bundle like a subscription service when you buy the console. Do they already do that? Like a month free or something? Yeah, yeah they usually month give like free if you're yeah. a user. That's actually. I think that's when you really buy a console, they give you a little bit more, like three, three months. Okay, and that's how Xbox does it. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but I do know that they, they give you a, a a certain amount for free. Yeah, they usually do do that. And then yeah. usually they give you like the oh my bad. That's cool. Usually, I think Xbox gives you like the highest tier one. So they're like, oh, cool, look, you get all these super cool benefits uh, if you get the most you. expensive one. Yeah. So then um, you're like, once it's over, you're like, oh, damn. You're used to that already. Yeah, yeah. which is smart. And But I, I love how uh, PlayStation, I mean, I, I hate online paying for online services. I think everyone does. But yeah. I think that's, a, that's where the future is going. So I like that they're investing in the future. Um, what I'm most happy about is that this means that we're actually going to keep on getting PS4 stuff until yeah uh 2021 it says march 2021 yeah for sure 2021 which is nice because uh playstation has always had that uh, i think they call it the 10 years promise where they support systems for Mm -hmm. up for 10 years but like their their main life cycle is usually like seven to eight years and i'm glad that that's the case because if hypothetically on e3 this year they announced oh ps5 is coming out i would have been mad because no, yeah. It would have only been five years. Especially that. for those who bought the PS4 Pro. Because it'd, yeah. oh, it'd be kind of... slap in the face. It'd be kind of like the Sega 32X yep. situation. That's what I was going to say. Um, Buy the 3DX and then next day it's yeah. Saturn's out. Um, <laughs> the thing, the thing, like, I definitely think it's too early to end this console generation. Because if you look back at the previous one, the Xbox 360 and the PS3. 05, right? Those, yeah, like 05, 06. Those lasted for, like, nearly, like, eight... What, let's see. 05 to... 13. Yeah, so eight, eight, eight years? Yeah. yeah. See, it's going back to the thing that I mentioned earlier about um, consoles. The push in technology and diminishing returns in the yeah. quality of video games. The difference, if they were to release a new console today, like even the difference between the PS4 Pro and the PS4 isn't that big. I mean, you know, I mean a lot of people like audio files and video files, whatever, can argue with the, the jump from 1080 to 4K is amazing. But to me, it's not. I think it's more important to get frame rate than it is to get yeah. resolution. Yeah, I mean, I, but even frame rate doesn't really matter in most games. I mean, not most depends. games, but it depends on the type of game. Like, if you're doing a turn-based RPG, you could do fine on 30. Yeah. If you're doing a a, a fighting game or high-intensity, high-reflex, you need 60+. For, plus. for fighting games, you certainly 100% need 60 frames per second. Um, a lot of, like, Dark Souls and a lot of... Actually, you know, they announced... Dark Souls was 30. When they announced Dark Souls remaster is only going to be locked at 60 frames per second for one console. Really? 
I don't Xbox? know. I, I, I didn't, it was a clickbait title, and I didn't click on it. <laughs> but it said only one console is going to have locked the 60 FPS. I, I I'm going to guess Xbone. I thought I thought it was going to be 60 for all of them except the Switch. That's what I heard, too. Mm. I'm not sure. But either way, like, the original game ran at 30, so I guess it's not, like, it's yeah. not too bad. So. Um, anything else for this one? Um, I don't own a PlayStation 4, but... I think it's really good because a lot of people... I mean, but this basically just means that they're going to focus strictly on releasing nothing but software, software which is amazing. Yeah. For yes. Basically just saying, now you could sit on your PS4, be certain that the next three years, at the minimum... Because the article said that... Or the CEO said that they're not going to announce anything or plan anything until 2021. So that means once they announce it or plan it or whatever... That's still going to be more time until they I release the actual that. console. That means I would say even like four. That's pushing more towards like four or five years that the consoles are still going to get support for. So I mean, so all your PS4 Pro owners or PS4 in general owners out there have four or five solid condensed years that Sony's just going to focus on releasing yep. games. And whenever a company just buckles up and just focuses on releasing nothing but games, that's one the golden yeah, age. This is probably when they're going to release like the best. I'm, I'm pretty sure, right like, they're gonna do another price drop, like, real, like not, yeah. not, ne- not anytime soon, but maybe in a year, year and a half. Like, it's gonna be like super cheap where mm-hmm. everybody can swap. It, it might still happen because usually, like, they've Sony has announced a lot of price drops at E3. That's kind of why I've been waiting to get a PS4 Pro. Yeah. That and the whole possibility. Now I'm like, it's not gonna happen, but at some point I consider the possibility that they might make a more direct Xbox One X competitor. Yeah. I was, um, I was gonna say I don't, I don't think that the that they would announce a price drop on the Pro. I was going to say they'd probably announce a price drop on the just a normal PS4. Well, if they did do a price drop on the Pro, it wouldn't be a massive, probably like 350 instead of 400 Yeah. I could see them, like, potentially announcing, like, a 50 buck uh, price drop off, like, to 249 or something for the, the original. Uh, original is already 250 I think, so it'd be dropping down to 200 Yeah, like, one and I could see them doing is, that. I thought it was I, yeah, I could see that happening. Still. Because I, I don't see, I don't think... No, I think it's 250 mm. I don't see them dropping the price of the PS4 Pro. No. Because why would they have to? Yeah, it, they're kind of already like promoting it as their their um, flagship. Yeah. Yeah. It would make sense that they wouldn't, but hey, cautiously optimistic. Hopefully, yeah. I mean, we can all, all of us are cheap, so all of us want to save money whenever <laughs> we can. So. Uh, well, this has been great, but we're very condensed on time, so we should. I think we should be moving on to the next thing. If yeah, you guys I think agree. Uh, the last topic on the shelf today is actually going to be um, Sony considering releasing a PlayStation Classic. Now this this is something that um, we've all kind of like been discussing about as a group because Nintendo has been doing it, so we've considered like maybe other um, companies will do it. And I definitely want to hear what you guys think about this topic. I think it's really cool. Um, granted, I didn't grow up with the PlayStation One, so for me, I see I see this as an opportunity to go back and actually play all the games that I... That's kind of like when we were talking about the N64 Classic. That's how I see it. Like, we're just kind of switching perspectives on this right now. Yeah, I am granted, I had, I had cousins who I would go over to their house and we'd play um, Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, what I remember most specifically. But, I mean, all, like, all you guys, even, like, today I went to Goodwill, like, and I found all these PS1 games that were, like, I'm pretty sure it would be amazing to play, but I don't have a PS1. Darksiders, Odd, Oddworld, um, Parasite Eve, right there. Dark, dark Stalkers, I think. Yeah, Dark Stalkers. Um, but, I mean, I, I personally don't have any picks along from, like, the most popular ones for for this. Um, if it comes, I would be really excited. The C, basically, the CEO just tossed up that they thought about it. Um, he didn't say anything about, like, um, he, 
he he made an effort to emphasize that that's as far as it got. Just thought about it. Um, so it might not come to fruition in the in the near future, but I mean, everybody wants to relive their childhood. So I mean, no one would no one would get mad if they release. Every, everybody basically every fan wants. This. Yeah, yeah. I think um, the thing with the PlayStation is. It sold extremely well, especially considering it was their first entry into the market. It sold That's like over really 100, impressive. Yeah, like 100 million some units. And I think um, right now would be the perfect time to release one alongside the N64 because it's like the it's the time the like, console wars are returning. Yeah, um, I know that some like some of the guys here who grew up on PS1 um, have a different set of favorites than I do. Um, I grew up a lot of on like a lot of platformers and such, so I'd probably have a different list on what I want. But what would you guys want in terms of games? Square I'll go RPGs. I'll go first. Let's list. Let's do the same thing we did with the Nintendo sixty four and list three games. All right, you might want to wake up Isaac. I'll do. I'll do the first three since I don't, I'm going to choose the three basic ones, and you guys can choose like your Metal Jesus hidden gems. All right. I'm going to choose Spyro. Um, I don't know how many did they make. You see three, three. I'm choose the first Spyro, Spyro one, Crash Bandicoot, um, the one with like Nitro Strikes Back or whatever. I Number remember two. playing that one. Yeah. Number two, that one's dope. That was dope. Like, you can laugh, Leo, but that's a dope game. No, uh, I was laughing because you said Bandicoot and because Isaac's still um, sleeping. Um, and then the next one, I'm probably gonna go with. Actually, the next one is kind of hard. Um, what did I remember playing when I was younger? The the hard thing about the PlayStation, just to um, touch upon this, like. It had a massive library, so mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to have different opinions on what yeah. they want, so it's definitely important to keep that in mind. I'm going to choose those two. I'm just going to skip another Crash game. That's all. That's literally all I played, so I mean, that's all I know. How about you, Leo? Final Fantasy VII, right off the bat. That's an obvious one. Then I'm, I'm going to say Sony would be smart and not just include one game, because the three Final Fantasies were three of their best-selling, uh, actually any of the Final Fantasies, including re-releases. Uh, on the PlayStation War were some of the best-selling games on the system. So they'd be dumb not to include more than one. But let, for the sake of one per franchise, I'm going to say Final Fantasy VII just because it's the most iconic one. Uh, then, honestly, like I, I'm thinking Square Enix RPGs, but for the sake of variety, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something different. So uh, let's say Metal Gear Solid. Definitely. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, that's great. So, that's staple right there. And for the third game... Man, it's really hard when you're a Square Enix RPG head and you got to think outside the box. Metal Slug. Oh, Metal Slug X. All right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, like I stated, um, I grew up on platformers, so um, some of these are going to be platformers. But um, I'm going to go with um, Crash 2, like Sam said. Crash. Um, it's a good game. Crash Bandicoot 2. Cortex Strikes, <laughs> Cortex Strikes Back. And then... Um, Probably one of the Twisted Metal games. I know. Oh. I, I know they don't hold up very well. But no, those my other option, honestly. Dope. Yeah, they were they were very fun. They were Twisted, Twisted metal. metal. I didn't think about that. It's like it's car combat. Um, it's I, like world, it's like Call of Duty, but with cars <laughs> with ice cream trucks. That's literally what it is. Um, yeah, it's crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. Fortnite with cars. I know. Uh, it's like Call of Duty with cars. <laughs> I know. Generally, most people. No, but it is a battle royale. It's last one survives. Technically. But um, <laughs> I know most people's uh, favorite is number two, but for me personally, I grew up playing number three. I know that's very controversial because that's one of the least favorite in the franchise. I was going to yeah. go four because well, that's what this channel is about. We're yeah. controversial. We're, um, we're just a bunch of contrarians. And yeah. then, and then um, finally, 
I'd probably go with Ape Escape because oh, oh, I, I remember I remember playing that game and that was like one of the first games where you had to have an analog on your controller and I had to go buy an actual analog DualShock controller just to play that game. I was kind of pissed. I was like, man. <laughs> no, but it was cool because it was one of the first games also that had Rumble, right? Yep. Yeah. And I remember like Rumble and console games at that time was like... It was blowing your whoa, mind. Like, when it's, you like, first... it's like it's like virtual reality yeah, almost. Yeah, like I when mean... you're first playing Star Fox 64 in, there, in, in, in um, the Rumble pack and whatever. But um, yeah, I'd say those. I mean, obviously there's much more, but I'd go with those. All right, let's go to... Fruit, and then we'll move on to Isaac. We'll wake him up right after this, because he just keeps falling. <laughs> so I didn't really play the PlayStation. The first PlayStation, PlayStation Two, but I do remember uh, playing a Digimon game on the PlayStation. Maybe Digimon World. Or what that kind one of game? was it bad. Was, I played it, was, it too. It was, it was. I don't know which one it was. Was but it a fighting game? Or? No, it was bad. Loading was like an hour. <laughs> or an I RPG. think it was an RPG. It was probably Digimon World. Yeah. I think it was an RPG game. And I remember playing a Spider-Man game that was pretty dope, oh, too. Oh, Spider-Man. That was yeah. good. That was Spider-Man. Good. But other than that, I played Tomb Raider, too. Oh, Tomb Raider was dope. Yeah, about that. yeah. So I, mean, those, I guess those it. three games would be the games. All right, now let's wake that. up Isaac and get his instincts. Instinctive uh, top three. Hey, Isaac. If you were to pick three games for the PlayStation Classic, what three PlayStation 1 games would you choose? Well, I would probably go with... Chrono Cross, just so I could play it. It's a good, it's a good game. Yeah, I mean, I, I already played Chrono Trigger, really good. Trigger would love to play the sequel. I have it on the PS One. Sam, shout out to Sam. He he's hooking me up with Parasite Eve. That'd be really cool to play. Basically, Square games. <laughs> That's what I was saying <laughs> too. Was saying. But I was like, all right, for the sake of writing, I'm gonna try to stay away from Square Games apart from just one that I picked. Nah, so, uh, not Square Games. That's that's honestly, what the yeah. PS one is for me. Yeah. So aside from the Parasite, what what was the third one that you would choose? Third one I would choose. I mean, give or take any of the Final Fantasies that weren't already taken or or said seven, eight. Or Leo nine. said seven. I'd yeah. say eight. Then. It's a <laughs> eight. Yeah, Leo eight. mentioned though that they probably would have included uh, Persona. Probably Persona yeah. 1. Persona 1. Would you choose yeah. that over Fantasy 8? I'll choose it over Chrono Cross. Oh, okay. Put uh, Parasite Eve, Final Fantasy 8, and Persona. That's there a good, we go. That's, that's my list. Lineup. You want to know my list was? I took a little nap in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> 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 We've mentioned that like seven times. You want to know what my list was, Isaac? Hmm. Crash 1, Crash 2, and Spiral 1. Hey, that was a <laughs> solid list. Some, some would say that's the definitive list. <laughs> um, but... Um, that this the PlayStation Classic also brings up the topic of third party. Um, mm. There was a lot of third party on yeah. the PlayStation just because they were very successful. Yeah, yeah. that's the, I Konami. Was that. I Konami. Was, yeah, I was reading the article and it said that their Symphony of the Night. Their Konoha. Their main title or their main uh, titles, yeah, focused on, not focused, but they PlayStation really relied on third party consoles versus. PlayStation 1 consoles. I mean, versus the Nintendo 64 having first-party consoles, or first-party games. Um, That would make sense. So that brings up a lot more, like, logistical issues compared to Nintendo in general. And then also another thing that I thought about right now is um, I don't have a PS4, but this is, I'm going off, correct me if I'm wrong, but my my brother has a PlayStation 4, and he always talks, I always see him play, like, PlayStation, like, old-school games on there, like, retro games. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, is it the PS4 or the PS3 that can play PS1 games? Both. Well, not For like real? not like the hardware, but I think I'll explain. I, I think like the the downloadable like, ones. Kind of like eShop. 
Yeah, I think he has them like on eShop or whatever PlayStation Shop is. Yeah. Um, so I so I would think that if it would kind of be the opposite for Nintendo. Nintendo, I think, has been hesitant to put the games on the Switch because they want to sell oh. hardware. So I think the opposite will be true for Sony. Them releasing PlayStation Classics will have people stop buying the games mm. on the PS4. I mean, I don't know if, if that it's like an actual thing because granted mm. like if I if like me being a Nintendo fanboy I'd buy it both on both consoles regardless mm-hmm. um, but from a logistical company standpoint I could see them not wanting to do that because it will alienate both of their audiences and they'd only be able to sell it to one hey, one shout or the out, other a quick yeah. shout out to Sam because uh, when he went to Goodwill and he found that Parasite Eve I'm gonna plug in my PS3 and play that shit as soon as, as, soon as, as soon as I get my hands on that, I'm going to do a playthrough of that. What were you going to mention, Leo, about the PlayStation Now? Huh? Oh, uh, how PlayStation Network, yeah, you, you basically got it on the money. Like, yeah, that uh, the games that your brother is playing on, the PS1 games that he's playing on there, or PS2, I don't know which ones he's doing going for. Uh, yeah, they're downloadable games off the PlayStation Network, because basically what happened was the PS3 also had PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 classics, but they were just... Uh, basically untouched straight ports whereas these are i wouldn't say enhanced but they do actually up the resolution mm. and trophy support stuff like that oh that's really cool yeah so if you do that then people are less inclined to buy those versus buying the actual yeah. ones on the that's true so i mean i'd probably buy it regardless um just so i don't have to go out and buy a ps1 and then go out digging for all these games um i mean if sony could print provide it all in a really nice package and the same executed in the same way that Nintendo did, um, it'd be easy for me and I'd give him my money. It would sell, like, here's... Oh, Sean, which, I'm just going to say that it would ex- um, sell extremely well. Here's something that I just thought about, though. We live in the What do you think science. about, Leo? Uh, the thing is, PlayStation is a lot more synergetic with their services than Nintendo is. So I was thinking, what if they, uh, like I said, like actually include Ooh. trophy support and Ooh. PlayStation Network support for these games? Mm, that, I like that's, where you're that's, going, that's, Leo. That's interesting, because I know that um, Nintendo's going to incorporate um, online functionality for some of their NES titles coming out. And if they were, like... I think it's all of them, right? All the multiplayer ones? I believe so. So, like, like if you were to implement online functionality for, like, games like, um, like Crash Team Racing or... Metal Cra- Slug. Metal Slug or... No, Any, Crash Team Racing will be amazing. Multiplayer, yeah, to think about or that. Crash Bash or something like that. I don't know. Those are the games I played multiplayer growing up. So, or Twisted Metal or Sony. If you're listening to this, take note. Take honestly, notes. that would be a huge selling point for me though, because in all in well, not all in one, but to have all these PlayStation games in this one system and have trophy support and possible online multiplayer. That yeah, sign yeah. me up. The thing, the thing about that, unfortunately, it'd probably increase the price. How would you feel about that? I'd do it. Of course. Yeah. Well, it depends on their library, but I doubt they won't put Final Fantasy VII on there. See, personally, I wouldn't care regardless how to buy it, just because it'd be cheaper than going out and buying all these games. Definitely. I mean, I mean, yeah, you could always emulate, but there's it, something about it, it, it's the same actually thing. trying to get it. Yeah. It's the same thing with, like, the Nintendo classics. It's just like a... It's kind of like a novelty from the original company in a small form factor that emulates it in a way that's fairly... It's actually pretty Convenient. good. So, yeah. yeah um, I mean, I'm buying it regardless because, I mean, my, I already have, like, no, almost no room on my shelf. Mm. And a PS1 takes up a lot of shelf space for me. Yeah. Um, 
So if they make it small, I mean, I can easily throw that on my shelf. All you guys always like, oh, Sam, buy this for your shelf. And I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> want to. I don't like, even the other day, if you guys watched the next uh, Game, Game Boys hunting Game Hunting video, yeah, we actually get a little gem in there that we actually picked up for free. And one of the boys offered it to me, and I was like, no, dude, I don't want it. Oh, you don't have one. No, I don't have enough room on my shelf. Oh, all right then. Someone it else works it. if you still want it. <laughs> no, it's okay. It makes you feel better. I don't trust myself because then I'm going to go out every PS2 game that I see, I'm going to buy. That's but I'm never going to play it. I'm never going to play it. If it makes you feel better, Fruit and I are also both working with very limited space. Oh, yeah. Man, you guys have way more stuff than I do. You look at my room. Look at my, my You can't even find my shelf in my room. <laughs> it's like hidden in my closet. <laughs> um, but I think with that, that's all the topics that we've covered today um, we talked about the mainly Sony and uh, Nintendo today um, but I mean if you guys like the podcast uh, listen to us on SoundCloud we're on SoundCloud we're on YouTube the links will be on the bottom um, if you liked anything um, give us a like and subscribe to us that'll help us out a lot if you don't like it give us constructive criticism we want to know yeah if you don't like it go in the comments talk crap about us if if you hate us because we're young and we we talked bad about the original NES and Atari, <laughs> let's start an argument in the comments. Um, if you didn't like something that you heard or whatever, you have constructive criticism, let us know. It'll help us out a lot. Um, and with that, we're going to conclude the podcast. Peace. See you later. Take it later. Easy. Peace.